0: Hello Mighty Warrior, this is episode 20 of the Mighty Warriors podcast, a podcast dedicated to inspire and encourage you to experience a deeper intimacy with God and to be transformed by His Word in your everyday life. I'm your host Colette Correa and I'm super excited to have you join us. Everybody goes through seasons and I do not know which season you are going through. But if you're going through a difficult season right now, I want to invite you to meet the God who sees. Hello beloved ones, it is good to have you join us, I hope you're doing well and if you're interested to know, yes I'm doing very good, I'm very glad to be here as usual and I'm super excited to get right into our lesson. Right off the bat, I'd like to ask you a couple questions. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt all alone, a place where you felt that no one would be able to understand you, a place where you wondered if God cared or understood your plight, or maybe in the midst of your suffering wondered if there were any hope for you? If so, This episode is going to show you that you are not alone in thinking or feeling that way. Before we dive into our lesson today, I want to briefly talk about our last episode. In episode 19, we focused on Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 through 5, and we learned about Sarai's impatience, Abram's passivity, and Hagar's arrogance. We pulled some great lessons on how we can learn to be more patient and active in our faith and humble. Today, we will take a close look at what happened to Hagar after Sarai complained to Abram about her and when she started to despise her. To give you a proper context of what happened to Hagar and why, I will read Genesis chapter 16 from verses 1 through 5, which was our foundational passage in our last episode, and then I'll continue on from verse 6 through 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, "'The Lord has kept me from having children. "'Go sleep with my slave.'" Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarah said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan ten years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, You are responsible for the wrong I'm suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your slave is in your hands, Abraham said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai ill-treated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar. Near a spring in the desert, it was the spring that is beside the road of Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, You are now pregnant, and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand against him, and he will live in hostility towards all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord, who spoke to her, You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Beer Lahairoi. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. Before we start talking about what we can learn from this passage, I'd like for us to talk about who the angel of the Lord is. First thing I'd like to mention is that the angel of the Lord is only mentioned in the Old Covenant Scriptures. He is first mentioned in Genesis chapter 16 verses 7 through 12. When he finds Hagar near a spring in the desert, please know that there are 50 verses in the Old Covenant Scriptures where the angel of the Lord is mentioned. Here are some of them for you to write down and to read on your own later on and to study. Genesis chapter 21 verses 17 and 18. Here he appears to Hagar again. Then, in Genesis chapter 22, verses 11 through 18, this is where the angel of the Lord calls out to Abraham from heaven. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, he appears to Moses in a burning bush. When we read Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, The angel of the Lord goes from Gilgal to Bochim and speaks to the Israelites there. In Genesis chapter 5, verse 23, Judge Deborah quotes the angel of the Lord in a song, and in Judges, chapter 6 verses 11 through 24 Angel of the Lord comes and sit down under the oak of Orphra where Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianite and then finally in judges chapter 13 verses 3 through 22 Samson's mother is graced with the angel of the Lord's visitation in the bible We see a clear distinction between the angels of God and the angel of the Lord. When we study some of those different passages where the angel of the Lord appears, we see a reverential fear and a submission to his authority. For example, Hagar called um, the angel of the Lord the God who sees as we can read in Genesis chapter 16, verse 13. Here's what it says. It actually says, She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, at the burning bush, we read, There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. And by him, we're referring to Moses. As we continue to read the remaining of their encounter, the angel of the Lord is actually referred to as the Lord and then as God. He actually introduces himself to Moses in verse 5 and 6. of Exodus chapter 3, and here's what it says. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. So, the angel of the Lord is actually God. Could it be that the angel of the Lord is a manifestation of Messiah Jesus before his incarnation in the New Covenant Scriptures? We don't know. However, Jesus himself mentioned in the Gospel of John chapter 8, verse 58, Before Abraham was, I am. Implying that he is the I Am who is revealed in Exodus chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, he boldly proclaimed that he is God. To simplify things, I think that we could simply say that the angel of the Lord in Scripture is a physical manifestation of God. Now, the interaction between God and Hagar is brief but there are few points that we can learn from and i'd like to speak of three number one god is omnipresent and wherever we are he is verse seven tells us that the angel of the lord found hagar in the desert near spring there is no place where we can hide from the presence of god here was Hagar, pregnant, frustrated, anxious, very distressed, and probably afraid. She fled. She had been mistreated. She was running away from her mistress Sarai, but she could never hide from God. Psalms 139, verse 1 through 12, actually captures that very well. And here is what it says. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depth, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, Even there, your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. This is a description. Of the God who is everywhere, our omnipresent God. He is there in our good days and our bad days, when we rise and when we fall. Friend, are you running away from something or someone? God knows your story. If you have a problem, God knows it before it happens. Nothing, in fact, takes God by surprise. He knows the beginning of our story to its end. Here is what Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 reminds us. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So wherever he finds you, Whatever states he finds you in, do not shut the door on him. Receive him, be open to him, because he is already there. Number two, God cares about you and cares to listen to you. In verse 7 of Genesis chapter 16, God calls Hagar by name. And then asks her where she's been and where she's going. In other words, Hagar, tell me about what's been happening and where you're headed. But Hagar does not have a plan. Her response, in fact, is a confirmation that she's running away from her mistress. In verse 11, he even tells Hagar that her son should be named Ishmael, which actually means God hears because god has heard of her misery so god is not only there but he's he cares for us and cares to listen to us and to listen to our misery god's ear is open to hear whatever we will share with him our frustrations our fears our burdens our complaints, our murmurs. He is open to hear it because some of those murmurs are legitimate and he wants to know so that he can alleviate us. Number three, God provides us direction and comfort in the midst of our distress. Here, we see how God speaks to Hagar by giving her direction on what to do he basically tells her to return to her mistress and to submit to her why he doesn't give her the details you might think that god is not quite caring or possibly insensitive for telling her to return to that place where she had been mistreated but god in his sovereign knowledge sends her back because he is not finished with her story. And he does not send her back empty-handed. He announces to her great news. He tells her that she will be the mother of descendants too numerous to count. It might be a little too early to talk about Ishmael's descendants, since here we are talking about him being in the womb. But God makes the promise to her that he would be fruitful, and we can actually see a list of Ishmael's descendants in Genesis chapter twenty five verses thirteen through fifteen. And in the order of their birth, his sons are Nebaioth, Kedar, Adbil, Bibsham, Mipsam, Mishma. Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tema, jetur, Nafish, and Kedema. After this encounter, Hagar is revived, and she acknowledges that she has seen the God who sees. She no longer feels alone in her plight. She has seen God, the God who sees her, the God who cares for her, the God who gave her hope. Friend, God cares about what concerns you. If you are distressed, anxious, afraid, if you feel out of place, He wants you to cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you this is what we are reminded of in First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. My friend, I don't know where you're coming from and where you're headed, but like God, I want to ask you, where have you come from and where are you going? What's been happening in your life lately and where are you heading? When Hagar responded to God, She only spoke of her past. She spoke of her mistress. She did not seem to know where she was going. So she never spoke of where she was headed. What about you? What can you share? What has happened to you? And what do you want to change from this day as you move forward? If you don't know, it's okay. Just know that God is there to make it plain and to help you move forward, to move in a direction, in a place where you will grow, in a place where you will learn and not remain stuck in the past and in what happened to you. Just as God provided direction and comfort for Hagar in the midst of her distress, so can God do for you. You are precious in His sight, my friend. Are you listening to Him? After you have shared your heart before God, you have to pause to listen so you can hear Him. You want to receive comfort? You want to hear His voice? You need to pause and listen so you can hear Him. God had wonderful promises. He shared with Hagar concerning her future and where she was headed. He is not a respecter of person. Whatever he has done for one of his children, he can and will do for another if you are open to receive from him. God's plans and purposes for every single one of us is unique. And as we are reminded in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, the Lord knows the plan he has for us. There are plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us hope and a future. Let us pray. Omniscient Heavenly Father, time and time again, we continue to discover that You love us, You care for us, and You desire to reassure us that You are there. You are right here with us. When Hagar had an encounter with You, she was revived and she recognized you as the God who sees her. Lord, you are the God who sees us. You see our misery. You see our troubles. You see our valleys. You see our good times and our bad times. Thank you for being there and for never forsaking us or abandoning us. Thank you for teaching us, even in the midst of difficult seasons and for reassuring us in the best way you know how for every single one of your children. Open our hearts to be open to learn what it is that you have for us to learn in those valleys. Mold our character and strengthen our faith. Lord as I lift up my voice to you I'm reminded of the time when Jesus spoke to his disciples and mentioned that his followers would experience persecution and rejection because of their commitment to him I pray as a believer knowing that this could happen at any time because I am firmly committed to follow Jesus. I pray that when those times of persecution come, that you would help me, that you would help the listeners who are also committed, that we would endure like Jesus, with patience, just as He did when He was hanging on the cross, taking the punishment for our sins. May we endure with patience until the end without denying our allegiance to you, Lord. Heavenly Father, you are a God of promises and just as you promised Hagar that you would multiply her, you would make her fruitful through her descendants. I pray for us, Lord, um, when we are going through Uh, trials and tribulations, that we would take comfort in your word, your promises, and what you reveal to us through the scriptures, so we may receive comfort, direction, and encouragement as we continue to walk with you by faith. I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit amen mighty warrior i know that you are in a different journey than i am and i i do hope that these past 20 to 30 minutes have been an encouragement to you we are on different paths we have different journeys but God remains the same. And I hope that these words that I shared provided comfort and encouragement to your soul. May the Lord continue to comfort you um, if you are going through a season of grief, of pain, or even persecution. And I do encourage you to continue to remain prayerful and to remain rooted in the Word of God. Until our next episode, may God bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name, goodbye.